Professor. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. People are increasingly talking about our times. What time is it? Reminds me of a French term that I learned back in high school and then again in college as I studied French. One of the few terms that I still remember, and it goes like this, Kellur Etil. Kellur Etil, which means, what time is it? Well, that's the question for us here today on Viewpoint. What time is it? Well, the Bible says, in the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 24, that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the whole world, and then shall the end come. Well, that certainly puts some kind of definition as to what time we're in, doesn't it? Now, we know that the gospel of the kingdom hasn't quite yet been preached to the whole world, but it's very close. According to Tyndale, not Tyndale, but uh, Wycliffe Publishers and uh, Bible Translators, I tell you, they are convinced that the gospel of the kingdom is going to make it to all the languages of the world within 10 years, maybe even sooner, as computers have become faster and faster and faster. Does that tell us a little bit about what time it is? And then we hear secular terms like 2030 for a great reset. Well, that's only in eight years. Eight years from now. Does that put a little perspective perhaps on the question, what time is it? Well, today on Viewpoint, we're going to be talking about this and uh, with our special guest who's going to be joining us, uh, is already joining us, and going to be talking. We're going to have a like a family room conversation over this issue because this particular guest has been on the air now talking about this for at least 21 years. We've been on the air for 26 and a half, so that's a fur piece of our lifetimes in which we've been devoting to answering this question, attempting to help other people, particularly those who profess the name of Christ, to answer this question and position themselves accordingly. And so I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris It's conversation as always with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And today, as we talk about facts, as we talk about facts on the ground, as we talk about the developments that are taking place and have been taking a place in our world, We really are looking at those not to titillate your sensations concerning some sensationalistic facts out there, because all of these so-called facts have to lean in the direction of transformation. God never called us to be informed, but rather to be transformed, and that by the renewing of our minds that we might prove what is that acceptable, perfect and acceptable will of God. So here we go. Our guest today calls the development of things happening in our world the convergence, how things are falling into place. Indeed, they are. Our special guest today, Jan Markell, is joining us for the first time. We have had a number of our listeners over the past several months who have requested of me to bring her on this program. Why is that? Because they're listening to both of us. They're listening to Jan, and they're listening to yours truly. We may have different points of view on some issues, 
you probably have a very different point of view on some issues between you and your wife or your or your husband or even with your pastor. Though that is to be expected because for now, the Apostle Paul says we see through a glass darkly. So recognizing that we do see through a glass somewhat darkly and yet are serious about pursuing the kingdom of God and understanding the times, we proceed today with our special guest, Jan Markell from Minnesota. Jan, it's good to have you on the program. Well, thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's been a long time. You've been in ministry for 43 years, you say? Yes. And uh, you came into that, uh, my understanding is, with a, a Jewish background. Is that correct? I, be- <clears throat> I began with uh, Jews for Jesus, an evangelistic organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and they um, certainly attract, shall we say, probably younger people into their uh, organization, which is evangelistic, of course, and they have very contemporary tactics in uh, mm-hmm. ministering and reaching out, music, drama, etc., Yes, and then I went on and I formed my own ministry in the 1980s, and have, uh, but I did not go into radio until uh, 2000. So, um, <laughs> compared to my 43 years, I feel like I'm just getting started in radio. You're a newbie, okay? Yeah. Well, you're on a lot of stations out there. How how often do you uh, air? I'm a weekly, mm-hmm. and we are on 900 stations. But of course, you don't start on you. You you start out very slow, mm-hmm. just like everything, and then you uh, um, you kind of reach out a little bit, and then mm-hmm. a little bit more, and a little bit more. And, and how long is your yeah. program? It's an hour. It's an, an hour. hour a week. Okay, yeah. just like this. Yeah, and which it, is very difficult, quite frankly, to do an hour a week when when we have news breaking literally <laughs> many times a day. That's very significant to try to condense that down to an hour a week is quite a challenge. No question about it. Let me put that in perspective. I was thinking as we were uh, approaching our time together here, how back in the mid-1980s when I was practicing law in California, I opened a file called Prophecy in the Making. My secretary remembers it vividly. And every few months, there would be an article that seemed maybe appropriate to drop in that file. If I were to do that today in the same way, every single file cabinet in that office would be filled and then some. That's right. Because it's happening so rapidly that I I can't keep up with the fighting. I have to throw these articles away because it's happening so quickly. And therein lies the concept of the convergence, doesn't it? Yes. And and by the way, this is what mm-hmm. uh, legions of people emailing here say uh, exactly as you've just worded it, is they they can't keep up. And many of them are watchmen on the wall. So mm-hmm. that they, they do know what to look for, and they do know what some signs of the times might be. And they have told me numerous times that they cannot keep up. So I, I think that should be a wake-up call to your listeners and mine, that God is orchestrating something that he wants the church to pay attention to as much as possible anyway and, and try to help uh, others mm-hmm. who are, are kind of clueless about all of this to better discern the times. Well, interestingly, when we, when we go back to Isaiah chapter 40 and we find uh, the prophet telling us about uh, John the Baptist who would be coming before the first coming of Christ, and his purpose was to prepare the way of the Lord, to make straight paths for his feet. But my understanding of the scripture is that before the second coming, 
that same spirit of Elijah is going to come forth to prepare the way of the Lord again. Um, yes, uh, that that is true. Uh, whatever that means, and I'm not sure exactly mm-hmm. what that means, but that would be, of yeah. course, in the tribulation. Now, wait just a minute. You think that uh, here you've been on the air for 21 years, and uh, you've had all these national guests and so on, so-called experts, and you're not sure of something. <laughs> you well, when it comes to when it comes to apologetics, I I think we need to be right up front with people. Nobody has it all figured out. Nobody. All right. You know, yeah. I'm so glad to have you say that. To hear you say that, and I'm sure that uh, a number of our listeners are glad to hear you say that because there are certain issues uh, on which. Well, to use a legal term, uh, reasonable minds might differ. Mm-hmm. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that when we get back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chrismeyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome you back to Viewpoint, friends. Our special guest today, Jan Markell, with her special ministry, Olive Tree Ministries. How did you choose that name? Good question. Uh, I have, if I were to be real honest, uh, the, the uh, moment I was kind of pondering all of this, it just sort of dropped into my mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe it was just a word from the Lord. I, I, I'm not sure about that, but I just... Uh, that's what I decided to go with. Well, I think it's a good term. Uh, the way I would understand it is that the olive tree is symbolic of Israel herself. Yes. And so it makes sense there. Uh, when I contacted your office just the other day and talked with your assistant, I said, you know, you call yourself Olive Tree Ministries, and I'm, I'm calling for Jan Markell to get some olives. And she oh. kind of laughed, and I said, no, I, I, I really mean that. Uh, didn't Jesus go to an olive tree, and he didn't uh-huh. find any olives on it? So what happened? He cursed it. So That's there's got to be some olives coming off this olive tree ministries. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, quite frankly, uh, Chuck, I hadn't looked at it that way, but perhaps I will now. <laughs> well, you've, viewpoint determines destiny. We say that regularly here on this sure. program, and it is true, isn't it? Sure. Yep. There are no neutral viewpoints. Uh, and if we, there are certain issues, uh, I, I was just looking through your website and was able to count at least eight people that you have interviewed and, uh, you, you have put their books on your website. And, uh, interestingly, we've had those same people on our program, on our website over the years. But the interesting thing is they know that I didn't agree with everything they said. Okay. In fact, I was very upfront and out front with them, and we never get into arguments. I brought them on because they have ways of expressing things with regard to our times and orienting things that are, well, quite frankly, expert. Even though they may not have a viewpoint that I agree with on certain okay. issues. And so what I find frustrating, uh, 
Jan, is that so many people in the body of Christ, particularly people who are out there claiming to be experts, will reject every single person that has even a little bit different view on an issue. Mm-hmm. And they call them heretics. Oh. Have you ever been called a heretic? Oh, indeed. Many, many times. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I don't even give it a thought anymore. Um, anybody with real credibility knows that, that um, all of Tree Ministries, actually, we, 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 we're fighting for, um, we're battling heresy on a daily basis. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't appreciate modern-day heresy, which, by the way, is flourishing and um, probably at a level that I've never seen it in my lifetime. And actually, I think there are two things that are really, really predicted in the Bible over and over and over. One is the rebirth of Israel, but secondly would be that there would be wolves among the flock in the last days. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, I'm seeing both of those prophecies, the rebirth of Israel and the wolves among the flock, uh, sadly, the latter, uh, sadly, just you know, on overdrive, and uh, and and that's, but that's what the Bible pre- uh, predicted. Exactly, so it is happening. You can well understand then why a few years ago I wrote a book called "Seduction of the Saints: How to yes. Stay Pure in a World of Deception." Yes, <laughs> seduction yes. and deception are the number one things I think that uh, Jesus uh, laid yes. out as characteristic of these times. Yes, and that that is my point. I, I believe there are two things that were heavily warned about, the rebirth of Israel, and secondly, what we're talking about here, yes. Well, it's very interesting because uh, just this week, a uh, piece came through, I believe it was on a Rosh Sheva Israel National News, where a uh, rabbi was uh, saying, you better make Aliyah now, because the time is almost up for you to be able to do that. You better seize this moment to get back to Israel, uh, you Jewish people. Okay. In fact, I have the article right here. Aliyah, Mm -hmm. it's either now or too late. Why wait? Okay, I'm not sure why he would be saying that it will be too late. Um, I I, I did not see the article, so I'd be curious about that. Well, I think the reason is because uh, the tensions in our world are becoming such that it's becoming increasingly difficult even to move, even with your own within your own country, let alone from one country to another. I see. Yeah. Uh, well, that that very well may be true. Um, I don't think Israel is going to turn away any Jewish person uh, from making Aliyah. Um, and, of course, there are many uh, Gentiles who are doing the same, uh, moving to Israel and doing various things to bless the land and people. So mm-hmm. there, there's still an opportunity, but, but as you say, it may be waning between uh, the, the rules that various countries are making here in the last year, which are staggering, by the way, um, including, I think, the, the big question is what kind of travel uh, rules are going to be made here in America, and that remains to be seen. Well, they're, they're coming down very rapidly, yeah. even uh, the demands uh, to require... Uh, passports uh, between states in our country, and then mandates for masks even in our own homes. (laughs) Can you believe that? (laughs) No, but I I do know it's true, but it is so so insane. Many days I can't believe it. Well, your, your program is called Understanding the Times. 
Is it possible to understand the times? <laughs> it's getting it's getting more it's getting more of a challenge um, every day. I, I will say this: that unless you do it from a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. it would make no sense to the secular world. And I think that's why a lot of secular people are retreating and re- sort of. Um, Oh, they're 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 turning to the things they shouldn't be it drugs or alcohol or whatever mm-hmm. because they not only can they not cope but they can't figure it out. For the Christian to say I can't figure it out, I think would be almost inexcusable, just because the Bible predicted everything that was going to happen. But the, the Bible, problem, the problem, Jan, is yeah. that going back to 1995, when uh, one of the most famous uh, pollsters. Uh, went down there and uh, talked to the Christian publishing industry in Dallas, he said, we become a nation of biblical illiterates. Mm-hmm. So if we become a nation of biblical illiterates as of 1995, what does that say about the church today? Well, I think then what it's, the question should be, what is it saying that the pulpits are engaged in today if, in fact, nobody can figure things out, then the pulpits are... Um, well, are lacking. Let's leave it there. Well, wait a minute. Have you and I been conspiring together to say the same thing? Um, but I talk about this all the time. So <laughs> if your followers follow both of us, they would know that. <laughs> well, the Holy Spirit is still the Holy Spirit, and he said he would lead us into all truth, didn't he? Absolutely. The problem is that we see through a glass darkly. Yes. And there are certain issues that remain troubling uh, to us. And uh, just just to be honest with you, uh, the concept of a pre-trib rapture uh, has uh, waned in my estimation over the mm-hmm. past 15 years. I grew up with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up with uh, some of the famous evangelical evangelists of our time. Jack Van Impe, he got yes. his start in my father's church in Watsonville, California. Okay, interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. He and his wife, Rick Sella, were in our dining room several times. I mean, he I, I think I'm the only Christian radio program that he ever agreed to appear on, and he said it was because my father is the one that opened up the door for his ministry. Okay. He was a pre-trib rapturist to the max. Well, so I, am I. I know you are. I grew up with that. In the last 15 years, I have come to the position where I have a very hard time finding clear biblical support for it. So I'm I'm just being open and honest with you here, and I think we need to do that. You have your reasons why you believe that. And oh, my, frankly, yeah. I, I grew up with that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for somebody, for me to get on somebody's case and get angry with them because they hold that view and I have a different view is it seems to me bordering on spiritual pride. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, well, we have to get real honest with one another and realize, you know what? There are things that we don't yet see absolutely clearly. I would have to say the pre-trib rapture is about as clear in the Bible as salvation is clear in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm coming from. Because, I know that, and because, that's a viewpoint, uh, and, and uh, I don't... I don't quibble with you about that, and I would never, ever get into an argument with somebody about that. So I've had many of your guests, many of your authors, right here on this program, 
Mm-hmm. And we talk about the kingdom of God. We talk about the times. We talk about all of that. I'm very honest with them about that. And, uh, I mean, even John Woolward appeared on our program a number of years ago and said, you know what, Chuck, I have to admit, there isn't really a single passage in the Bible that clearly supports it. But he said, I believe it. And oh. that's fine. That's exactly fine. So that I, I could been... I could point to several verses that support mm-hmm. it, starting with uh, Revelation three ten, where uh, that's right before the uh, the tribulation, where uh, John is told the church is told that they mm-hmm. shall be spared the wrath to come. Oh, and the I agree with to, that. The wrath to come is the tribulation, and the text is saying that the church is going to be spared. God's wrath. The church is never spared from man's wrath, never spared from Satan's wrath. You know what? Always always spared from God's wrath, always. What you have just said, I embrace and agree with 1,000%. Well, then why would you ever think the church would go through the tribulation, which is all of God's wrath, from beginning to end, because from I don't the opening believe the second is, to the closing? Because I don't believe the church is going to go through God's wrath. God's well, wrath that's all, doesn't that's even all begin seven, to be poured. That's all seven years. It's not, well, it's not that, like that shows up later. Okay. It begins, that, begins the day of. That's where you and I have a disagreement, and that's fine. We can have a disagreement about that because the Bible doesn't tell us when that starts. All it does say is a great tribulation begins at a point somewhere, maybe halfway through that seven-year period. Maybe. We don't know exactly. But there is a point where God's wrath is poured out, and that begins at the end of Revelation chapter 6. And after that, there are seven times where the wrath of God is mentioned, but not before that. See, I think that belief is built on a false foundation, and that Mm -hmm. is that the early stages of the tribulation will not be experiencing the wrath of God. And that is not, it's just not the case, um, because the Antichrist is going to be in charge. There's going to be complete catastrophes going on around the world. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a literal hell on earth, and there's no reason why God would put his church through literal hell on earth. It's just why did he go to the cross if we would have to then go through literal hell on earth? That's what he has spared us from. He does mm-hmm. allow man to be- beat up the church all the time, but yep. he will not beat up the church. I agree with that 100%. So is God going to cause all of that that the Antichrist brings on us? That's it's the question. God, okay. God, I missed your question. Is what? I said, so is God going to bring on us all of the Antichrist's uh, hellish behavior? Is that God's fault or is that man's fault? That's a question that still uh, is out there to be resolved. Now, we move from there uh, because, you know, we needed to talk about that and get it out on the table because there are differences of viewpoint, differences of opinion. And... Uh, Perhaps, I mean, we could say, using the legal term, that there are uh, issues upon which reasonable minds can differ. And uh, those, it doesn't do us much good to argue about. We can discuss them, but which we just just did. So uh, let's talk about the issue of convergence, because to me, this is this is something that helps us to understand the times that we're really in. Going back to that uh, uh, situation that I mentioned, forming, opening up that file in the mid-1980s in my law office, uh, Prophecy in the Making, almost nothing to put into it. 
When I pulled it out in 1993, when I left the practice of law, it was no more than half an inch thick. Now it would be almost a half a mile thick. There's so much happening. Mm -hmm. When you use the word convergence, you say all things are falling into place. What all things are you talking about? Well, the the rush to global. Well, let's go back to 1948. Number one, the rebirth of Israel in May of 1948. But right. then, in, in more recent years, I would say in the last ten years, um, we've already referenced it: the rise in apostasy in the church, mm-hmm. but also the rush to global government, um, the rise of strong delusion. To all the book to Washington, there's nothing but people filled with delusion in Washington. Yeah. Um, hold hold that thought, Okay. and I want you to spill out more of this after the break. We'll be right back. We're talking with Jan Markell, Olive Trees Ministries. This is a very important conversation. I hope you'll stay tuned. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a For Pastors Only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. The convergence, how all things are falling into place. That's the theme, really, of our program here today with Jan Markell. And uh, she is the founder of uh, Olive Tree Ministries and uh, is the uh, uh, host, hostess of her program, Understanding the Times. And uh, so this is her passion. This is her purpose. Uh, you were sharing with us several of the things that you think are foundational to uh, showing this convergence. Pick up from there, Jan. Yeah, and uh, as I said, I referred to 1948 uh, as the beginning of the convergence. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the last 10 years it has speeded up um, to lightning fast, and again, the rise of apostasy, um, the rise to the rush to the one-world system, the the rise of the World Economic Forum and their efforts at globalization, um, the rise of of technology and Mm -hmm. artificial intelligence. You're going to have to have something manage the tribulation, and uh, it's going to be artificial intelligence that will Mm -hmm. be able to manage uh, the the, the goings-on of the tribulation. By the way, in my new book uh, that will be coming out in the spring, Messiah, uh, we have an entire chapter dealing with that. Uh, yes. It is absolutely fascinating. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this is not uh, a book that's going to be you know you sit down and read it in half an hour. This book is annotated from all over the world, 
and uh, helps us to understand how there are counterfeit messiahs uh, mm-hmm. being set up at every level of our world. And then the the rise of the Romans one mentality, which is a depraved mind. I mean, mm. you only have to look at the news about three minutes, and you're going to see utter depravity yeah. all over the world. Uh, that was not necessarily the case 50 years ago or even 30 years ago, but in the last 10 to 20, it's, you know, shot off the chart. Uh, the rise of the birth pangs. Now, the worst of the birth pangs are in the tribulation, but the tribulation is casting a shadow on the church age, mm-hmm. and so we see these terrible, terrible natural disasters. We've just experienced one of the worst here in America with five states um, hit in some cities, literally obliterated. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, not ever seen to this degree, but again, the birth pangs that would they, they become more intense, more more frequent, and and um, they would be all these these horrific things that have been going on here for a lot of years, but picking up steam here. Those are just some things that I see intensifying in the last few years that tell me Jesus is at the door for, before yeah. his return. I believe that you're absolutely right. I wouldn't disagree with a single thing that you said, and there are many more things that we could say. Yes, uh-huh. Um, I'm, this broadcast emanates from the shores of America's birth river, the James River, uh-huh. where the Cross of the Covenant was first planted on these shores in 1607. And uh, from time to time, as there are great rains that occur, uh, particularly up in the mountains and so on, we find that the river level rises. And if there are sustained rains, the river level rises to near flooding proportions. And it seems to me that what we're seeing here uh, in terms of Bible prophecy, this convergence is very analogous to uh, what happens with the flooding of a river. Uh, The river doesn't flood by itself. It's contributed to by a variety of little rivulets and streams and uh, tributaries and so on. And as they converge on the low point of the river, it turns that river into a surging maelstrom heading towards some outlet. In this case, happens to be uh, out into uh, the sea. So uh, what we're seeing with this convergence is that all of the rivulets and tributaries and streams of history now are finding their end point and forcing the issue, it seems to me, to say, look, Jesus is coming quickly. Well, I, I, I would agree. <laughs> I just don't live by a river, but probably don't have to. But I, Well, actually, I do. I live by the Mississippi River. Um, so, yeah, that's a good il- good illustration. There's another way, I think, of looking at things. Uh, when I was back in high school in the 10th grade, I studied geometry. And the word congruent became a, a familiar term. Uh, what does the word congruent mean to you? I'm not sure. I, I, I think I'd have to look that one up. Well, let me uh, just give a simple definition. It means when one thing comes on top of another, and you cannot tell the difference. In other words, their shape, their size is precisely the same. They come, become congruent. What we're seeing now is that history and prophecy are becoming congruent. They're becoming one and the same. Okay. We're, we're right here on the edge 
the near edge of the second coming of Christ, it seems to me. The congruency is so precise, and you were describing some of those things. Well, the rapture precedes the second coming. First is the rapture, followed by the second coming seven years later. In my theology, mm-hmm. this dispensational theology, yeah. yes. Which, which is a viewpoint, and uh, I, I understand very well that viewpoint. Uh, but it is a viewpoint, and uh, there are a number of different viewpoints out there. What bothers me is when someone, and I saw some folk on, you know, when I went on and Googled your name and so on, I saw some folk that were accusing you of heresy and accusing you of this, that, or the other, and I just did not find a place, a righteous place for those accusations, no matter what the difference in the viewpoints were. Hmm. Well, if believing in a rapture is heresy, I'm I'm proud of it. But, uh, <laughs> well, I believe in the rapture, too. The question yeah. is, when is the rapture going to take place? That's yeah. really the uh-huh. question. So uh-huh. uh, we have our thoughts, we have our viewpoints on that, and uh, if there is a rapture, which we, you and I believe there is, then it's going to be up to God to determine when that is. Well, yes. I want to be prepared. Isn't that the real issue? The real issue is, are you prepared? Right. Well, if you're born again, you're prepared. That's, that's the only requirement to, to exit this place in the rapture is that you be born again, and, and then you're, you're going to going to fly away here, I believe, any any day, literally any day. I do believe that. So you like that song, I'll Fly Away Someday, yeah. huh? Yeah, I do. All right. There was a development, is a development, that's taken place in the last week. It's over there in China, and nobody's talking about it. But it's called Evergrande. Are you familiar with the term Evergrande? I am not. All right. It's a debt-crippled Chinese property giant that's defaulted for the first time. This real estate development group is so massive. It's called a behemoth. It has been the highest profile firm to become embroiled in a default crisis in China. They were struggling to raise capital to pay off a $300 billion debt. Now, There are those in the financial world that are concerned that this is going to echo like a flood, a financial flood over the entire world. Any thoughts? Um, Well, what I'm anticipating, and I'm not sure if it'll be before the rapture or during tribulation, is a complete economic meltdown. Uh, spurred on by the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. who is in the process of trying to collapse capitalism, yeah. and and so, therefore, you know, any kind of a scheme that's going to go, that's going to uh, be be an assistant to that, I think, could happen at any time. Uh, the, the the I think the question is, I'm not trying to dwell on this, is how much does God allow the church to see in this end time? the end time panoply that plays out here, mm-hmm. um, how much is he going to allow the church to go through and experience yeah. uh, some of some of the trial and, and turmoil of the very, very last days? And I don't, I don't have, the church has already seen some terrible things, particularly in various parts of the world. The Middle sure. East church has gone through terrible persecution. Uh, 
uh, right now, even the church for that matter in Canada is going through some terrible trial and persecution. Um, but I do believe that the globalists, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, and others are mm-hmm. trying very hard to, to launch a global government to reduce Earth's population somehow, uh, which I think is sort of a part of this uh, pandemic. But um, So that, to me, is the most significant thing that has mushroomed in 2021, would be the World Economic Forum's efforts at collapsing capitalism mm-hmm. and forming um, a one-world system that probably would be socialist or even communist. Yeah. Well, certainly uh, the COVID situation is being utilized. Even Klaus Schwab uh, went so far as to actually uh, put it in print that uh, you, we must seize this moment uh, as we can uh, to use the COVID situation and the vaccines uh, in order to bring the world under submission and yeah. transfer it into this new global order. Uh, what do you make of his statement when he says you will own nothing and be happy about it? Um, it's an intriguing statement, and he probably, he and his cronies probably do believe that. that I mean, they're going to make every decision for the world um that they're again they're going to trounce capitalism and everything will be under their control the globalist control i I believe this is the tribulation that we're talking about Uh, again i don't believe the church will see this but but it's it's a very astounding statement to say i mean who 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 believes you're going to own nothing and be happy well Um, it sounds to me like uh you know developing a surrogate messiah yeah. A, uh, a promise to replace God's promises that I will provide. I'll be Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals, Jehovah uh, Jireh, the Lord that provides, and so on. Uh, it's creating a uh, a human God, government, that we can trust and we'll be happy about it. Yeah, well, and the Antichrist will be in charge of it. I'm, I'm quite right. sure of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I wrote the book, Antichrist, uh, How to uh, Identify the Coming Imposter. Friends, you might want to get a copy if you don't have it already. $22 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. We'll be right back with Jan Markell. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Our special guest today, Jan Markell, the founder of Olive Tree Ministries, many, many moons ago, years ago. 
and uh, also the hostess of uh, Understanding the Times, a uh, weekly radio program. And uh, Jan, what if people wanted to connect with you and your website? What, what give us your website? Yeah, well, I appreciate that. It's uh, olivetreeviews.org, views as in viewpoint, oh, olivetreeviews.org. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Now, is it olive tree? Is that what Zacchaeus went into so he could see Jesus? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, Good he was question. a wee little guy, so yeah. uh, olive trees aren't exactly big. Maybe no. it was. Who knows? <laughs> Don't know. I have in my hands a uh, copy of the latest issue of the Newsmax magazine. Yeah. Have you seen the cover? No. A picture of Vladimir Putin, and here's what it says. Vlad the Great. Putin becomes master of the world. Oh. Um, Well, I don't think he is. Um, I don't think he's anywhere near that, but obviously um, America is no longer master of the world because of our current goofball administration yeah (laughs) what do you make of the fact that uh the oil pipeline in america was cut off uh, by our current president and uh, also the uh, fracking has been cut off so that no longer are we the premier oil and gas producer in the world as we were under donald trump but then again He also, that is Mr. Biden, facilitated the Nord 2 pipeline for Russia to commandeer Western Europe. What do you make of that? Um, What I make of it is that um, Mr. Biden is a part of this globalist scheme to turn the world into a one world system. And uh, he's one of the useful idiots of this World Economic Forum, and they are trying to collapse America, which they are succeeding at. In just Mm -hmm. one year, they have taken America from global leadership to almost insignificance. Um, So, It's shocking, isn't it? Well, yeah, the speed of of it is what's shocking, Mm -hmm. and the intensity and the evil. All of those things are shocking. And then you have Omicron coming in that is uh, seen and testified to by doctors all over the world, starting in South Africa, that it's a nothing burger, so to speak, Mm -hmm. that uh, has very little virulence uh, as a virus, and yet it's being used to commandeer an even greater role of government to control the people. What do you make of that? Omicron? Right. Is that what you're asking yes. me? What do I make of Omicron? Yeah, and how well, it's being used. Well, the whole pandemic is, <laughs> it's been being used for almost two years. Um, and again, it's being used, for, number one, to instill fear in people, because mm-hmm. if you're a fearful society, you're going to bow to government and government demands. And much of the world is doing exactly that. They're not questioning hardly anything, then there's a little remnant that's pushing back against all of it, you know, from vaccine to masks to the whole thing, that there's a little remnant that's saying this is all foolishness, Um, and when it comes to the vaccine, it's actually dangerous. So, um, but it's all being used to to, uh, make humanity submissive to government, and that's setting the stage for the Antichrist, and I believe he is 
waiting in the wings. I believe he's he's here. We don't know who, but waiting in the wings. And um, uh, as soon as the church is gone, he will he will take his power. So you don't think uh, professing Christians will have to make a choice as to whether to receive the mark of the beast or not? Oh my no! Oh my no! Uh, Why no, are the warnings going. in Scripture uh, to believers then? Yes, well, there people are coming to faith during the tribulation. There's the 144,000 Jewish evangelists. There's the two witnesses. There's an angel. There's the greatest. The gospel is poured out to the ends of the earth during the tribulation, and people coming to faith by the millions. So that is the, the end-time revival. I don't believe there's a, an end-time revival other than during the tribulation. Hmm. And, and that that's what the Bible is talking about when there's an end-time harvest, et cetera. It's a tribulation, thanks to the two witnesses, 144,000, et cetera. Arut Sheva, Israel National News, contained a headline. Uh, it's a piece written by Julio Miotti, who uh, is an Italian contributor. He writes uh, very profoundly, almost always, in Israel National News. And here is the headline, Record Number of Hate Crimes Against Jews and Christians in Mm. Europe. How does this fit in the uh, bringing, what's the term again that we're using here? Convergence. The convergence, yes. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because in my DVD, Convergence, I spend five, six, seven, eight minutes just on the very thing you've just brought up, and that is the increasing persecution that's currently against Jews, Christians, and for that matter, just plain conservatives, um, those who hold to conservative beliefs in politics, things like that. I mean, it's three groups of people, Christians, Jews, and just your average conservative person that Mm -hmm. today is under tremendous uh, scrutiny, um, government coming against, so... so, um, it's nothing like it's going to be during the tribulation, but it's a warm-up for sure. Yeah, precursor warm-up. Yes, yes. A piece came out in Arut Sheva, Israel National News, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a rabbi, Tovia Singer, uh, yeah. who has a radio program there, uh, was responding to a caller. And it had to do with the book of Daniel, in which it talks about the Son of Man in Daniel 7. So the caller was asking Rabbi Tovia Singer, well, who is this son of man? Mm. Tovia Singer responded immediately and said, well, it's the Messiah, of course. The Messiah, of course. When you hear those words coming from Rabbi Tovia Singer, what does it mean to you, if anything? Well, I grew up... um in a in a sort of a messianic household um mm-hmm. uh, my father came from an orthodox jewish background okay. and and i and believe me i dealt growing up growing up years with many many unbelieving jews mm-hmm. one or two of them actually ultimately probably more three or four actually came to faith in my lifetime uh including my dad but um for to get them to see just now, who is this Messiah is very, very difficult missionary assignment. Believe me, working with Jews for Jesus, I saw that as well. Um, for some reason, a lot of Jews are blinded to the truth of the gospel. 
And uh, well, that's what, do, why, what do you think that reason is? Well, Let's because, explore the, that. because the tribulation is set aside for them to come to faith. That's, that's why, for some reason, and, and the Bible says the Jews have been blinded so that the Gentiles can come to faith. Now, I don't fully understand the reasoning of God. I guess we don't have to. Uh, but he set aside Israel, and their time of coming to faith is during the tribulation. That's why the tribulation is called the time of Jacob's trouble. The church is not Jacob. Israel is Jacob. That's, right. that's who that tribulation is set aside for. They come to faith during the tribulation. When they see him who they pierced, Jesus coming in the second coming, they say, this is the one we pierced, we, we rejected him, and every single living Jew turns to Jesus at that time. And now there have been a great slaughter of both Jews and non-Jews during the tribulation, but uh, the Jews that survive see him coming back, see whom they have pierced, and turn to him as Messiah. So this is God's plan. I can't fully explain it. Um, there are a lot of things we can't idea. fully explain, aren't there? No, excuse me? I said there are a lot of things that we can't fully explain. Absolutely. We can have our thoughts. We can have our uh, viewpoints. Yeah. Uh, but we don't necessarily, we cannot say this is that. Uh, this is precisely that. And right. uh, I think in this time, one of the things that concerns me is there is a propensity to say this is that uh, mm -hmm. more often than is rightful. And it's destroying the integrity of our witness uh, because you have different voices saying this is that with absolute certainty. And uh, that troubles me. Okay. Uh, if I were an attorney and cross-examination was the thing I loved the most mm. in trial, but if I were an attorney cross-examining these people uh, on this program, if I was given to that, I tell you, uh, it wouldn't be a pretty picture because there is so much that we don't really know and cannot say for mm -hmm. absolute certainty, this is that. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Uh, yes, I do agree. There are things that we cannot say with absolute certainty. Mm -hmm. And there are even things that we think we can say with absolute certainty, but maybe, maybe not. Sure. Now, interestingly... I have had on this program uh, Tamar Yona. Are you familiar with Tamar Yona? No. Okay. Tamar Yona was the voice of uh, Arush Shevi Israel National News on their uh, radio program for years. She was considered one of the premier Orthodox uh, media voices. And uh, so I brought her on my program a number of times. And finally, she just said, Chuck, uh, I need to tell you and those, your listeners, we do not believe in a divine Messiah. We just don't believe in a divine Messiah. I said, well, why is that? And here's what she said. Because the Torah tells us through the mouth of Moses that there will be one like me that will come. Now, if he were divine, then he wouldn't be like Moses, the reasoning was. Therefore, Yeshua cannot be the Messiah because he claimed to be divine. That's their reasoning. Respond if you can. Oh, well, you know what? Um, Jews and Gentiles 
have their own way of rationalizing Jesus Christ away. Um, and, and we I have just, incredible powers of rationalization. Well, we? and we have incredible interference by our adversary's devil, who's trying to blind people to the truth, and that's going on big time right now. So, uh, because we're getting so late in the hour. What do you think would be the premier characteristic of the imposter, counterfeit Christ, antichrist? Well, I think he'll um, be um, uh, be very impressed with himself, because uh, he's certainly going to have some supernatural powers. Uh, but I think the thing that's going to be the most, well, terrifying is how evil he's going to be. He's going to make Hitler look like a choir boy. Um, so if, you, hmm. if, a, if a person can wrap their brain around that, I mean, that's why they don't want to stay. If anybody's listening, you don't want to stick around for that tribulation time because it's going to be a time of such terrible evil, not to mention the calamities, the seals that are bursting upon the earth so that uh, uh, billions and billions of people are perishing during this terrible time of tribulation. And yet, um, the, and yet the prophet Daniel says that uh, he will gain his uh, authority by flattery. Yeah, well, uh, who knows what that means. I, I I don't know the mind of God to know what he, how he inspired Daniel to write that, but um, he'll probably be flattering people about himself, mainly. <laughs> well, he's actually going to gain the kingdom, apparently, uh, democratically. He's not going to gain it by force or threat of force. Uh, in fact, there, there are uh, 10... Uh, powers, whatever they may be, regional governments or so on, that are going to actually uh, share their power with him uh, yes. for a short period of time. So he's not going to gain the kingdom by force or threat of force. Uh, and I think that's going to catch a lot of people by uh, by surprise. What would be your final word to our listeners, Jan? Um, my final word would be, Today, the Bible says today is the day of salvation, and if anybody is listening and they do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, make that decision today to ask the Lord to be just that in your life, and and uh, that way you're, well, that's tremendous insurance for the things that are coming ahead. If you're a child of the King, mm. He will take care of you, I promise. That is the most important word. Prepare the way. Come to Christ, and he's waiting for you. This is the day of salvation. Don't delay. Thanks for joining us here today. A big thank you to Jan Markell. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.